Hi, this is Pastor Tim, and I'm always encouraged to hear what God is doing in your life. Now, if you have a story or a testimony to share regarding a miracle, please let me know at story at citylifefw.org. That's story at citylifefw.org. Hey, I'm looking forward to hearing your personal story soon. Welcome to the City Life Podcast. We're all about making Jesus known. We pray these messages will help equip you to become a follower of Jesus who is empowered to influence and shape culture. Enjoy the message. But I, I want to decide I wanted to have a picnic here today and I wanted just a couple of picnickers to come and picnic with me. Wait, who, who would love to have just a little picnic up here on the platform with me just, just, for, just for the next, next couple minutes? Just, just, a nice little, just a nice little small gentle picnic. Raise your hand, raise your hand, boldness. Okay, come, come on up here, sir. Yeah, yeah ha, have a seat. And, and then let's just find another guy here. So, I need another guy. I had the ladies in earlier service. All right, come on up, sir. And so, so do you guys know each other? Uh, yeah. You do? You do? JD, you know you know him. Yeah. All right, we've got these two picnickers here. You guys like picnicking, right? Yeah. Do you realize that today's picnic is a chocolate chip cookie picnic? And yes, very few people get to have real chocolate chip cookie picnics. And so I'm even, now if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. And so I want to make sure we have like the picnic blanket, which comes with our picnic basket. Thank you very much. We'll put it over here. You guys straighten it up nice and neat. There you go. There you go. And then we also have the plates that come with our picnic. Oh, yes. So picnic plates. And you get that. And do you realize this picnic basket even comes with glasses? All right. Now, it's, it's not for a romantic thing. So don't worry about that. Now, I, because I am so caring, I brought some Mountain Valley spring water for you guys. So I'm going to go ahead and pour it. You know, I, I would, do, like at home, you know how you pour it like that? But, but if you'd like to do it in restaurants and stuff, they, they like, like that. It's a lot more fun to do it like that. You just, or in the movies, you know. Of course, I can't do it right. It splashes all over the place, but it still is a whole lot of fun to do. That. You wish you could do it, and you know you love doing it. When, you're, when nobody's looking, you know you, you do that, and it's fun. All right, but, but we have that for you here. You guys can sip your water. Sip it, sip it, try it, and make sure. It's, it's, is it Mountain Valley spring water? Now, I know I made a little bit of a water mess, but, you know, but here you go. There, that. See, that matches everything. You see how it matches? That's right. Good, good, good. You get, you're smart because you're putting it. Oh, look at you guys. See, you're, you guys are good. You guys are good. Now, because this is a chocolate chip cookie um, picnic, I have, I have some chocolate chip cookies for you that I got from the store. These are gluten-free, green plate foods, all natural, naturally smart cookies, chocolate chip with zucchini. You will be picking green stuff out of your teeth all afternoon after eating these, and you're going to feel so happy and healthy. And so I'm going to put some of these right here on your, there you go. There you go. Goes, go, and you can go ahead and start getting some of those out and starting starting to get ready to eat those. I also, wait, 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 now, I also have another kind of cookie, too. These are Tim's Nestle Tollhouse cookies, and I have some with walnuts. Ooh, and, and because I'm caring, and I know people have different, different ways of, uh, did you know I was caring? 
Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, I also have them without walnuts in oh, case you. Wow. So there you go. So you guys can now enjoy and sip. And I want you just to have a good time with your chocolate chip cookies. Will, will you guys do that? All right. Will you? Will you? You guys having fun yet? Good. I can tell you are. All right. Well, yeah. Well, well we're not going to do it through the whole service. You just, just don't get big ideas here. All right. Um, I, I want to explain to you the cookies that I have for these guys. They're eating them and they're enjoying them. There are two different types of cookie. One is, of course, this, which is the Green Plate Foods Naturally Smart Gluten-Free All Natural Chocolate Chip Cookies with Zucchini. I mean, you've always wanted one of these. Um, In fact, I was reading on the back of them, it says they they are proud of their ingredients. Isn't that cool? Yeah, they're proud of their ingredients. They should should be proud of them. Uh, These these cost about $1.25 a cookie. Ooh, baby, yeah, uh uh-huh. And and, uh, I have no idea when they were made, though. There's really no way to tell because it doesn't say. It says they were made in the USA, so they weren't, like, imported from somewhere else. But the yeah. smartest uh, cookies in the store. The smartest, smartest cookies, cookies in the store. store. Yes, exactly. A lot. You c- in fact, I like where it says powered by zucchini on the back. So many qualities of this stuff that this just makes it unbelievable. Now, now the Tim's Toll House cookies. Good night. There's only one left in the package here. All right. But the Tim's Toll House cookies. Now, these, well, let's tell you, these have 22 ingredients that they're proud of. These have eight ingredients that I'm not really proud of. It's just eight ingredients. It's just eight ingredients, and hey, it, it works. Uh, those cookies, again, we don't know how old they are. The, my, mine are approximately, let's see what time it is. They're approximately 14 and a half hours old. Can we say fresh? Those of you of uh, the different language, fresca, is that right? Is that, is that right, sweetheart? Okay, oh, I always mess up on my Spanish. Now, now I, I do like, to, though, to read the nutrition information. And so when I picked up these cookies from the store, I was reading the nutrition information. Of course, I like the nutrition information from my own Tim Tollhouse cookies. And so, so I found that, that uh, you know, since I don't want to take yours anymore over there, I'll just get another one from down here. But I found that my, the Tim Tollhouse cookies have approximately, ounce for ounce, they have approximately the same number of calories. No. <laughs> baby also tim's toll house cookies ounce for ounce are about 25 percent less carbohydrates oh that's because these are gluten-free and you guys know when you get gluten-free the carbs go up yeah that's that's you guys knew that right yeah and and so so yeah that's that's the way it works and so enjoy them enjoy your gluten and enjoy the non-gluten now now, of course in mine we also have dark chocolates dark chocolate in there which means flavonoids don't you like that word? Do you like flavonoids? Yeah. Oh man, I say this is one of my favorite words. Say, just say it. Just say flavonoids. flavonoids. You, you, I, I drive my family crazy because I like saying it all the time. But the flavonoids, yes, there's flavonoids and antioxidants and that dark chocolate that I put in there. And the other is uh, is is this is this capped with walnuts. Did you know that walnuts have what's called neuroprotective compounds? No. Oh, yes. It includes vitamin E, folate, melatonin, which, you know, you won't sleep during the service, uh, though, because you're not going to eat enough of that, omega-3 fats, and antioxidants again, all right? And I'm so excited, because then I started reading about this, but then, then I came across an ingredient on here I didn't really know about, um, 
If you can just start eating your your little. I, I, I already had one. Okay, eat another one. Uh, <coughs> you need it gets powered by zucchini. Okay. Okay. Now, there's this means you're going to get your veggies today. Okay. Now, I started reading this and I was noticing there's an ingredient on there that I've seen in a lot of stuff for years and I never really knew what it was. I thought, well, if I'm going to go up there and talk about this stuff, I need to be able to you know speak intelligently. And and one one of the ingredients is called xanthan gum. Xanthan gum. Now, there's no xanthan gum in this, okay? Now, I was like, xanthan gum? Well, that must be what makes it chewy. You know, you kind of chew it, and mm, we all like gum. Yeah, you know, when I was a kid, I loved juicy fruit. You get juicy fruit flying hands out of there. I also like the fruit stripe, but, of course, it gets hard, like, after a minute, and you have to spit it out and get another one, and then you just keep buying more and more. I think that's how they, they kept those things going. But, but, uh, but and now I, so I read about xanthan gum, because I wanted you know, guys to know what it is. It is safe. It is safe up to 15 grams per day. So you're going to be just fine. You know, just don't eat too many of them. Now, that does cause some side effects, is, which is, which according to the uh, internet, it says it's an, it causes intestinal gash. Now, that's also known as flatulence. <laughs> it could cause bloating as well. Um, and now you might, some people experience flu-like symptoms because of xanthan gum, uh, nose and throat irritation, and lung problems. <laughs> yes. Uh, and also, so I was like, well, 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 then what is xanthan gum? I, I, I kind of know what it does, but, well, it's a, it's a polysaccharide. Now, those of you who are the scientists, you get all this. It's a polysaccharide that's secreted by the bacterium xanthomomyces campomatis. Now... <laughs> Sir, you're, you're a salesman, so, so that, that doesn't mean anything to you. You're just like, oh, yeah, you know, okay. Uh, let me explain, explain to you what that is. Xanthan gum, which is plenty of that in here, is a sugar that's, that, okay, it's derived from corn. Uh, let's see. It, it, is, it is a sugar derived from corn that has been pooped out by a bacteria that produces rot on certain vegetables. Therefore, it is organic. <laughs> you want to go buy yourself a whole package of xanthan gum right now. Now, after I started looking at all this, it, it, I, I ate one of these, and I ate it, and it's like, okay, it tastes fine. kind of leaves a film in your mouth after you're done. It does, it's filmy. Yeah, yeah, okay, so you feel the, feel the film? That's why you keep drinking after that. You feeling film on this? Okay, you better not feel film on this one. All right, that's right. See, so what I did is I determined this would be my alternative cookie. And, you know, the alternative cookie is really not all it's cracked up to be. It's not. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's all the rage because it's cool looking. I, in fact, I took these to the staff this staff pastors this morning. Before we prayed, I handed them out and I said, guys, I have something for you. And I handed out these cookies and they were like, oh, I mean, they were happy. They were smiling. I mean, Colby propped his up on his desk. It looks cool. People walk into his office and go, whoa, zucchini cookies, you're smart. I mean, I mean, Jordan got really happy. He put in an Instagram photo with his, you know, like he's eating it. No, he didn't. I don't know what he did, but, but the, the guys were so happy about this. And how does it make you feel? They didn't know about this illustration. They said, it just makes us feel good and healthy and strong. And, and Colby goes, because it's green, then you know it's good. And so, so it's, it's going to be very, very, very good. But just this, this is not all it's cracked up to be. It's, it's, it's very complex. Um, they have to follow a lot of rules to, to get it to happen. It, it's costly, about a buck twenty-five per per cookie, and, and my macro mega cookies cost about fifty cents a cookie to make. You know, this leaves a film in your mouth. We know there's bacteria poop in here, but 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 you can definitely be proud of what you have and show it off. 
Now, if you go around downtown Fort Worth as health conscious as we are around here, which, you well, know, it's okay. It's okay to be health conscious. I believe in that. But if you, if you go around munching on this all day, you might be shunned in downtown Fort Worth, all right? But you will be praised if you're carrying this around and eating it, or even just holding it, you know? This, this, this prepackaged cookie with xanthan gum, I mean, people will, people will say, ooh, you are very, very special because you have the special cookie. Now, picnickers, we're finished. I want you to take up any cookies, you, leftover cookies you have. You have the bags here. You can bag them up, take them up, take all this stuff home. I want you guys to have this. I, I want you to enjoy it, and, and please take fun. And you know, I bet some of you guys want some of these Anthem Gum cookies, too. Who, who wants to try some of these? Seriously, seriously, because I think you guys will really, really like these. Colby, you already have one. Colby, you just, now you're going to just use them for, for decorations on your uh, office table. And, and uh, there, there we go. Over here, that's it. Oh! <laughs> yes, we have not had this much fun in church since last Sunday. <laughs> Basically, I want to just explain something to you. This is kind of like the alternative cookie. And this is the real cookie. I want to talk about how this is like being a Christian. Basically, are you a plan A or a plan B person? Now, let me just start off with just society in general. Let's just kind of talk about society in general, bef- you know, before about anything about Christianity. When you think of plan A, we think that that's going to come first. Uh, plan A is more stately. Uh, plan A basically means this. You follow the rules and you get the results. It, you know, it's kind of like this cookie. You, you relish to achieve and perform and you're going to look good. You labor diligently. You're, you're going to be the best and the brightest. You make great grades and, and your GPA is everything and you're not going to allow any failure to interfere with you because you know it's going to pull down your score. Um, and life is like that, right? It is. It is. We have to deal with that in life all the time. But if we drag that and that that's actually a world's mindset. There's nothing wrong with that in the world per se, but if we drag that into our spiritual lives as well, that becomes a problem. Now, some folks make church feel that way, the, the plan A way. Okay, now there is this perception, and a lot of people believe this, that becoming a follower of Jesus is kind of like accepting this whole plan A mentality that they're having to deal with all week long constantly where you just love the rules and you just can't, you just relish the rules. But in the church setting or serving God, it's all about you're going to do everything possible to never break a commandment of God and, and you attempt to force yourself to achieve and perform and to look good and to, and to get God's attention, you know? And that's where the problems begin. And then you begin to labor diligently to be the best and the brightest. You can sing the loudest and you pray the longest and the loudest. And after all, you know, you've got to strive and strain and exhaust yourself if you're going to be a good Christian, Right? See, answer's wrong, sir. Uh, <laughs> who said that out there? That's because you had way too much xanthan gum. Stop doing the xanthan gum. It's bacteria poop. All right. But in your spiritual life, the truth is, you begin to feel that failure is not an option. Because if you fail, it's going to blemish your standing with God. But then when you do, and you know you do, you then punish yourself. But you can't let anyone know that you have a flaw because then they might look down on you, so you prop yourself up and you put up a facade. 
And then you try, and you keep trying and trying really, 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 really hard, hoping God will be proud of you and that other people will certainly applaud you. Now, again, most people perceive being a Christian through that lens. And so many people think that's what church is all about. But since you can't be perfect, and because you know you can't be perfect, the truth is, around here, we're real. That's not going to work. So let's talk about plan A, because today's message is called plan A or plan B. Now, uh, did we hand out the plot twist cards yet? Not yet? I missed that. Okay, guys who have the plot twist cards, go ahead and hand those out real quick. Uh, hand those out to everybody. When they come your way, I want you to take one or two or three of these little cards that have the scripture on it, and, and, uh, and because I'm going to draw your attention to it, and I want you to keep these. These are for you. Now, now as you're getting these, there is plan A. Plan A, and you can see it up on the screens, it is what I call the alternative plan. And it's actually the plan of condemnation. Now, now, follow along with me. In your spiritual life, plan A is the alternate plan. It's the plan that, that most people try to follow. It, it's kind of like this green cookie right here. It's the alternate plan because God never really designed it to be that way. It actually gets really complex, and there's a lot of stuff in it, and it misses simplicity and then overloads on carbohydrates. It's the plan of condemnation because people who follow the alternate plan can't follow it all the time, and they find themselves continually failing, and then they become miserable with life, angry at the world, and disappointed with themselves all the time because they don't feel like a measure up to God. Spiritually, a lot of people are living that way. Now, I want you to look at what the Bible says. I asked you to open your Bibles to Proverbs 16.25. The Bible says this. It says, there is a way that appears to be right. That's good. You should have this underlined in your Bibles. Highlight it. Mark it. There's a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. That's the alternate plan. That's the plan that a lot of people see as how to follow Christianity. It's, it's with all the rules where it's like the cookie. It feels good. It looks good. And you get to show it off and it makes you feel like you're a better person. You put it on your desk at work like Colby and, and, and people are going to think good things about you. That's not the route I want to take you down because that's not Christianity at all. I want to take you down another plan that's a little more simple. Plan B. You know, I say, well, why isn't it plan A? Well, it's plan B because it's just B works better because it's the believer's plan. It's not the alternate plan. It's the believer's plan, and it's the grace plan. You see, there is no condemnation in the believer's plan at all. No condemnation. It's not about performance. It's not about your spiritual GPA. It's about living in Christ Jesus, living in Jesus, knowing that Jesus has already paid the price and he's already made things right for us. Therefore, we don't have to perform, we do, and we simply get to live and to love life. That is God's plan. That is Christianity. Now, I want you to take your plot twist cards, and I want you to look at today's scripture that's on there. I want you to get this, take it, get it into your heart. I want you to read it, look at it, it says, There's, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Come on, say it out loud with me. You've got it in front of you. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Okay, key words, no condemnation. Now, now, present tense. If you've accepted Christ in your life, there's no condemnation 
for those who are in Christ Jesus. That means you've given your life to him. Come on, say it again. Look at it on your card. Get it now. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You see, I'm a pastor, and it's, it's my natural inclination to want you to have boldness and to have confidence, and I want you to have life and to love life and to not despise life. Now, in your daily life, um, we relish life by accomplishments and by appearing to be perfectly happy, having no flaws. You're going to be the perfect student, the perfect employee, the perfect business owner, the perfect citizen with the perfect body living in the perfect apartment, eating only perfect food. That, again, is grass, you know, grass-fed, free-range, cage-free, gluten-free, low-carb, organic, and natural. And then, if you do all that, you're going to have boldness and confidence. And you know that is what the culture tells you, especially in our city. Then you're going to love life. Well, maybe, but I doubt it. See, but when you take that concept and you put it over into a person's spiritual life, I'm telling you, that doesn't work at all because it's the striving for perfectionism and it causes you to then regret every mistake that you've made and you begin to perform for God's affection and I'm telling you guys, it's a losing battle. It becomes impossible then to love your life because really all you can see are your failures and flaws. But here's the truth now. This is good. This is today's take home right here. Through grace, you can find, you can find your love. Excuse me, not, not you'll find your love. Okay, let's try that again. Through grace, you can love your life again. If there's a girl named Grace in here, she's not the one that you've just found for your love. All right, come on. Through grace, you can love your life again. Say it with me. Through grace, you can love your life again. And you'll find that grace in Jesus, and you allow him to then carry the load. You see, God has already made the GPA and it's a 4.0 and when you are in him you are the 4.0 for some of you the biggest step forward that you can make is to let go of your past and just put it behind you ask Jesus to forgive you and now it's time to move forward I want you to look at a powerful story of a man who goes to church here by the name of David look at what happened in his life my name is David Bell most of my friends and family call me DJ. I came to City Life to fill a void in my life, a void that I so well fed with alcohol and drugs and improper living. Before I came to City Life, my life was uh, a complete mess. I mean, it was a complete mess. Uh, I was a homeless veteran, uh, dependent on alcohol. I couldn't function without having a half pint to a pint of alcohol in me. Um, I was staring at a divorce. My family didn't want anything to do with me. Um, just two years ago, I wasn't even allowed in my own house for Christmas. Um, I've been living on the streets of Fort Worth for a couple of years. Uh, I mean, I've skipped around homelessness, you know, for a while. Uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, you know, living on the streets there. Moved out to West Palm Beach, got a job, started drinking again, ended up on the streets. Uh, been to rehab five times. It's my life didn't look good. But when I exited the military, um, I was trying to feel a lot of feel a lot of pain and uh, loneliness. Um, I didn't know, didn't have anywhere to turn. Uh, alcohol was really the only thing that was that I thought at the time was there for me, where nobody else was. I started using and drinking a lot before I joined the military when I was in high school. I got my first DWI when I was 18 years old. And then I joined the military, and it was just it was all over after that. It was parties all the time, partying, drinking all the night, or every night, all night, 
uh, and then when I got out, it, it just kept going and it got, got worse. My breaking point was June 23rd, 2017. Uh, I had met a gentleman, a drug dealer, and I was able to stay a couple nights, or he actually invited me to live with him, but um, I only I choose, chose only to stay a couple nights with him, a couple nights at the shelter, a couple nights on the street. Well, this particular night, June 23rd, he had, uh, I'd gotten out of work, gotten off work, gone over to his place, and he had gone out for the night to work, and you know I stayed back at his apartment for his house, and you go in the kitchen, you turn on the lights in his house, it was, it was uninhabitable, uninhabitable, period. You turn on the lights in the kitchen, and the roaches would just scatter. Uh, he had a dog that he kept in his bathroom, locked up in the bathroom 24-7, and it was just overran with feces and urine. I had to take, I had to wear my socks just to take a shower, and uh, I sat down on that couch that night, June 23rd, and looked around and just lost it. I turned on 94.9, and um, I cried. I cried, I hit my knees, I hit my face and just, I, I let go of everything. I surrendered my life to God and just cried and laughed and it, it was an experience that I can never, never even try to put a feeling or emotion on. It was just so real, so raw. Week following that night, I was accepted into Patriot House over by uh, Presbyterian Night Shelter. It is a veterans transitional living place. And then once I got into the Patriot House, uh, I decided to take a different approach than what I had done in the past. That. I really started watching my mental diet. I didn't listen to anything, watch anything, read anything of the anything that was of secular in nature. You know, I listened to nothing but Christian music. I read the Bible, I listened to sermons online. I didn't watch the news. I didn't watch football. I mean, I just completely dove in to the promises of God. It was a couple months after that that uh, my wife and I started talking again, started seeing each other again. I started seeing the girls, and things started moving up. I've tried AA, I've tried the 12-step programs at different rehab centers, and uh, none of that worked for me. I, I went to Alcoholics Anonymous, I worked the steps, I had a sponsor, and it didn't work for me. So I knew, I knew that, that I needed to have a suitable substitute for alcohol and drugs and, and poor living. And uh, I knew that I had seen through Teen Challenge, through living, working the program in Teen Challenge, that my answer, the void that I had in my heart was for Jesus. I knew that if I had any chance of survival or any chance of a life that's worth living, then it would I'd have to get plugged into a church and just dive head in. I could say right now for the first time in my life that I actually love my life. And it's not perfect, not by any stretch. But my wife and I, uh, we're working. The Lord is restoring our marriage. Life is beautiful when you're following God's will. And the reason why I say that life is beautiful right now is because I know right now I am smack dab in the middle of God's will. I've been accepted into Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary for a start date of fall of this semester, or excuse me, fall semester, 2018. I see great things, great things working for the kingdom. Yeah. And I'll never forget the first day he came in and and just said he, he was homeless, and yeah, that's, that's normal here in our neighborhood. And came back again and again and again, and tenacious about wanting to follow God. So exciting then when eventually I got to meet his wife and his family. And, and David, seeing your wife sitting with you in the early service today, it's just beautiful what God is doing. Thank you for sharing your story. And like David, 
you can also move past your guilt and you can have freedom, like we sang about earlier. Freedom from your shame, freedom from your condemnation, freedom from your addictions. You can have a restored life. You can advance forward. You can love your life again. One of my favorite quotes from that whole testimony was this, where he said, I love my life. It's not perfect, not by any stretch. That's it right there. That's what I'm talking about. We don't have to put a, put a mask on. But he said, but life is beautiful when you're following God's will. See, all your need for love and acceptance and security and affirmation, it's found in Jesus. Yet at the same time still, people will come to church every Sunday who live defeated spiritual lives. Now, now why? You know, I would say, how is that even possible? How do people who have accepted the love of Christ still have a defeated life? Well, I believe it's because they believe they receive condemnation for their failings. And they do not know, nor do they believe, that God himself doesn't condemn you because of the cross of Jesus. You know, you show me someone who's always under condemnation, and I'll show you someone who's also struggling with self-identity and lack of purpose and continual spiritual defeat. And the longer you live in that condemnation, the more the cycle grows and begins to own you. But there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Come on, say it with me. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Instead of feeling that you're a failure as a Christian and that God is angry at you, begin to believe and declare boldly that regardless of what's happened, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I'm telling you guys, every time you sin, simply do this. Say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I don't care if you have to say it a million times. Get it into your heart and into your head, and then watch how victory will begin to overtake your spiritual life. And the grace of God, I'm telling you guys, it has power over every addiction that you're dealing with. And only that spirit of grace is going to set you free. If you're a follower of Jesus and you've experienced his love, but you're still not walking in his grace, then today, now, this is the time to change that. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. There is now no condemnation for those. Now, now, right now, there is no condemnation for those who have already made the choice to be in Christ Jesus. Through grace, you can love your life again. Embrace that grace. Lean into that grace. Now, if you've never really given your life to Jesus or if you strayed from him, it actually works the same way. See, God doesn't want to encumber you with, with rules and laws and judgment because Jesus actually took your punishment on the cross. And because of Jesus, you don't have to have those encumbrances anymore. And it, it doesn't matter how good you are or good you try to be. It, it doesn't matter how educated you are because everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every one of us are inherently sinful. Even nice people with good morals. That's why God gave us Jesus. <laughs> you see, there's this universal law. It's the law of wages. There's a payback. <laughs> and, you know, we, we say it different ways. What, comes, what goes around comes around or whatever. But, but it's the law of wages. And there is a payback for sin in your life. 
Okay? The Bible says the wages of sin is death. Death is the very real future. Death is the paycheck. Death is the wages for having any sin in your life. Any. Now, when I'm talking about death, first of all, I'm not talking about physical death because we all die a physical death, but I'm talking about an eternal spiritual death. And spiritual death is worse than physical death because spiritual death is this, is, is you, you, you don't like disappear and go away. You continue to live, although you're de- like, like it's death because it's the worst thing that you could imagine. And it's a total alienation from God that lasts for all of eternity. And there's this very real place called the lake of fire. And anyone with sin will be in this unbearable torment forever. Yet, there's a way to avoid it. A way to step completely away from that. And that's through Jesus is this gift of God for eternal life. So eternal life or eternal death are the choices. Eternal death is the paycheck or the wages for any sin, even one sin. You understand that? But eternal life is not something you work for and you can't earn it. It is simply a gift from God. It's free. You don't earn it. You can't earn your way into heaven. And you know you don't deserve it. None of you do. None of us do. It's a love gift from God himself to you. And Jesus is that key to eternal life. And he's the only way to experience salvation. That's why God gave us Jesus, because it's impossible for us to never sin. He took your sin on him before you had even sinned. And that's the miracle of it. He paid the penalty for your sin by embracing the pain and the shame and the agony of Roman crucifixion. You see... Sin has to be atoned for. Sin has to be paid for. But Jesus paid for our sin already. So when we ask for Jesus to forgive our sin, listen, here's what happens. We are set free. Not set free to perform and live in perfection because that's not even possible, but we live in Jesus and then he begins to work in us in amazing ways. Your lifestyle will change because of Jesus in you. But it's nothing you have to strive for. So, so you don't have to be afraid of like, oh, if I make one little error, I'm going to hell because the wages of sin is death. No, you have to understand that because you're in Christ, you don't have to be afraid that if you're driving down the road and you drive 41 in a 40 mile per hour zone and you have broken the law and you have sinned because the Bible says you obey the law of the land, then you're not on your way to hell. Okay, you guys get that? Say, thank God for that, right? <laughs> for several of you coming to church today, sin, you know, you sin to get here. Now you're under grace. You're under grace. And there's no condemnation for you from now on. Now, please understand this, though. Satan has a different plan for you. See, that's God's plan for you. Satan has a different plan for you. First of all, he knows you're God's creation, and he hates you. He loathes you. And he will do everything he can to steal, kill, and destroy. He will use, uh, he'll use intellectualism. He'll use selfish pursuits. He'll use uh, addictions. He'll use money or lust or your heritage even, your cultural background. And he will use that to bring theft, death, and destruction to your life. But you got to remember this. He hates you, okay? He, He really hates you. And he wants you to believe something. He wants you to believe that serving God is not as simple as I'm describing. He wants you to feel stressed out, burned down, discouraged, and frustrated. 
He will do everything possible to keep you from receiving Jesus. Now that you understand his methods, we've exposed the lie. Now, if you've already received Jesus, he'll still work because he's going to attempt to, uh, to burden you down with guilt and shame and condemnation, hoping that you're just going to give up and throw in the towel and say, okay, then I quit. And a lot of people do because they're listening to that. See, but living in Christ, living in Jesus is the opposite of Satan's plan for you because Jesus came to bring you eternal life. Jesus came to bring you help and hope and health and freedom and true joy. Jesus came to bring you peace and rest and strength and purpose. So we simply pray that prayer, acknowledging that Jesus is the Lord of our life. I know that term Lord gets a little misunderstood in our culture. About the only time we use it is when we talk about a landlord, you know, and like, eh, who likes the landlord? And some of you are landlords. But, but regardless, let me explain it to you. Years ago, it, 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 it just simply referred to a boss, a person who's in charge of an estate, okay? And so when we say Jesus is Lord, that means he is the boss of your life. He's the boss of me. You know, remember when you were a kid, you're not the boss of me. Well, now you can say Jesus is the boss of me. And that's just it. He's the CEO of your life. And when you pray and you ask him to forgive your sins, you establish him as the Lord, the boss of your life. You have now accepted the gift of eternal life and you have received his grace. And now you live in Christ. <laughs> yeah, he's the landlord. <laughs> Pretty awesome. But, and you're forgiven. You're in him. You don't ever want, you don't ever have to take that path of trying to prove yourself to God or anyone else anymore. God loves you. He wants you to be forgiven. And if today you're here and you're, you see the, this, this other road of, 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 of Christianity, you say, I don't know about that. I, you know what? You can be set free from that and jump into it today. Just begin to serve God. You may be here today and you're also walking down this pathway of, of, of trying to do everything so perfect, but you keep letting yourself down and letting others down and you can't make it and you're under such condemnation today's the day to be set free of condemnation are you with me today here's what i'd like to do i'd like for us to close our eyes for just a moment we're gonna pray first of all i just want to pray for anyone who's been struggling with just self-condemnation just get <laughs> it's so funny because we all are so easily tempted to step into that. I know I do. I jolt myself back out by using these scriptures to remember who I am in Christ. But how many of you, you be honest with me, you say, man, Pastor, I, I struggle with condemnation and, and uh, I just want, want prayer for that because I want to live my Christian life in freedom and wholeness. Would you, would you just be honest with me? Just lift your hand right now because I want to clear my face. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, thank you. A lot of you guys, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Jesus, I just pray for every person in this room who's struggling with condemnation. I pray for your peace to overwhelm and the word of God to overtake and overcome these lies and the deception that the enemy tries to bring to every follower of Jesus Christ that they're not good enough. And I pray that, that those strong holds of wrong thinking will be dissolved in Jesus' name. While you're in an attitude of prayer, it's also that you might be here today and you've never really surrendered your life to Jesus. He's not the CEO of your life. and Possibly you've drifted from that relationship with God, but you want to know the Jesus that I talk about. 
you want a new beginning, and if you want to receive Jesus into your life, and you want to live in him the way I'm describing, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond also just by simply lifting your hand. And that's faith. That is faith. You're just stepping out of faith just by lifting your hand. That's all you're doing. Because faith is when you respond outwardly to what's happening on the inside, knowing this is that Jesus loves you, loves you, loves you more than you can imagine, and he died for you so that you can have life forever and everything can change today. If you want to be included in this closing prayer and surrender your life completely to Jesus, I'm simply going to ask you to raise your hand at the count of three. Will you do that? One, two, three. Lift your hand for me. Thank you. Who else? Thank you. Who else? Thanks, guys. Here's what I'm going to ask us to do. I'm going to ask you, if you lifted your hand, along with everyone else, to please stand right now. I want everyone to please stand. If you lifted your hand, I want you, along with this entire congregation of believers, to pray these words with me. Come on, people, pray these words with me. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sin. I believe you're the Son of God. Please forgive my sins, for it's time for me to live. So I give up my past, and I embrace the future that you have for me. Thank you for grace. Thank you for removing my condemnation. Thank you for removing my condemnation. <laughs> In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from City Life Church. You can keep in touch with what is coming this season through social media and our City Life app. And Sunday, our favorite day of the week is on its way. We hope to see you at City Life.